Joe Bunazar and, and with Impact Basketball. We're really excited to partner with Coaching You Live and Coach uh, Brendan Fair and Kevin Eastman with our certification program. We've put together an online program for player development, uh, over 17 hours of video that we feel will really change the way players are developed and, and be very, very helpful to coaches, trainers, parents all over the world. So really excited to partner with Coaching You Live. Uh, we've, we've put a special deal together with Coaching You Live to provide a discount code of Coaching You Live entered in our promo code, all lowercase, Coaching You Live at our website, impactbball.com, impactbball.com. If you click on Get Certified, and you can go right to the page to get signed up, enter that Coaching You Live code, and you will receive the discount. But really excited. It's a great program. I think that it's going to change the way players are developed. That's been our mission since we started uh, training players 18 years ago, and it continues to be our mission. Welcome to another podcast of Coaching You with the coach, Brendan Sir, and our great guest today, Justin Sua. Justin, welcome to Coaching You podcast. So happy to be here, Brendan. Thanks for having me. You know, my friend uh, and uh, faculty member of Coaching You, uh, John Gordon, uh, called me uh, in a, you know, just so excited, uh, you know, a little while ago and said to me, you know, you got to have Justin on to do a podcast. He'll knock the ball out of the park. He's going to speak at Coaching You. John booked you all the, about 12 times with me, and I just said, oh, John. Relax. Can I meet him first? No. <laughs> just trust me. I said, okay, I do. So, uh, I, you know, your your background's fabulous for such a you know a great young coach. And uh, but I what I love is my feeling, and this is where I'll get out of the way. My feeling in sports coaching is that our greatest weakness is on the mental side of the game. We don't know what we don't know as as sports coaches. And we have so many opportunities and need to coach the mental side, but we're not equipped. That, my friend, is what I want you to talk to our audience about. So tell us, you are a mental conditioning, mental toughness, mental training coach, whichever of the names you prefer. Tell us what you try to do and who are the clients that you're working with. Not, not specific names. I mean, ages, you know, sport, et cetera. Yeah. Right, right. You hit the nail right on the head, Brendan, and that is exactly what I do as a mental skills coach, as I like to call myself. My job is to walk into organizations or teams and to teach the coaches exactly what you said. We hear a lot of coaches tell these their players, you got to focus. you got to relax under pressure. Hey, just believe in yourself. Have, have confidence. But your parents give great advice. That is great advice. Now, what my job is to come in and to supplement that advice with specific strategies and tools, giving coaches and parents and business leaders tools on how to teach those things. Because a lot of times we'll have kids say, okay, great, I know coach told me to relax, but I don't know how to do that. And to touch about touch on which athletes I've worked with, worked with athletes in the NFL, athletes in the major, who play Major League Baseball, worked with the U.S. Army, dancer on Dancing with the Stars. I've even taught uh, mental skill strategies to elite hairstylists, hairstylists who have to perform under pressure every day. And so the thing about mental skills training, it's for anyone who's a performer, and the reality is we're all performers, whether it be parents or coaches or players, regardless of the sport. And my job, I like to say, I'm the X's and O's of mental skills training. Come in and give very deliberate strategies on how to enhance motivation or how to be more confident or how to 
uh, focus under pressure, slow down your heart rate, and so forth. And so it's been an absolute pleasure traveling around to different levels of athletes and in different parts of the, of the world, really, to teach to teach these skills to people. One of the things that fascinates me with, uh, and I try to really study this subject, is most of the people say, hey, I'm going to come in and I work with high performers, and they kind of go to the athlete. And my big thing, having been a coach for nearly 40 years, is that's fantastic, but i got to coach that young uh, boy, girl, man, woman every day. You take a little different approach. You do it slightly differently. Explain that to our audience, please. That is one of the things where we see a lot of mental skills coaches who will come out and talk about all the athletes they work with. They come into an organization, work with the team, and then they're out working with the players. And while that's great tonight, and there are many people who you might get one or two, but my take on it is, you want to teach the coaches because the coaches have access to something that is critical that I, as a mental coach, do not have when it comes to their athletes, and it's the, and it's the mind and heart of the athletes. As a person, I can come in and teach a session to a team. That will be okay. I'm sure one or, or two might like it and use the strategies. But how much beneficial would it be to walk into a, to walk into a room with coaches who have the growth mindset, who are A, willing to learn, and who are doing anything they can to understand the players better or to teach, just to really help their athletes with the mental game. My, my approach is to teach the coaches very deliberately, give them very specific strategies on how to help their athletes. And then when I leave, the coaches are the best, the mental skills coaches, in my opinion. They're the, they're the shrinks. They're, they're, the, they're the counselors. They are so good because the players will open up to the coaches. And the one thing that the coaches see day in and day out that I do not see as a person who comes in to work with the team is the consistent behavior from day to day. I can come in for one hour, two hours, or a whole day, but that still won't do – I won't be able to get a great grasp on the player or the people I'm working with as opposed to the coach who's with them day in and day out. And so my approach is to empower the coaches, help them understand the mind, give them the tools on – on how to motivate a player, how to help a fair player focus, to give them tools to back up the things that they're already saying so that they can help their players get out of their own way. But, but once again, I want to reiterate, the best way to do that, you can only do that is if you have the minds and the hearts of the players, and I believe that the coaches are the ones who have that as opposed to us as the mental skills coaches. Now, in coaching, for growth to occur – I always believe that you must have a relationship with the player that you're working with and have that player's trust. True, not true. That is absolutely true. I believe many times where I've sat down with an athlete, the ones that we, I have really, I can honestly see, say they have made the most progress were the ones who I personally have had a great relationship with. The ones that you can look in the face and you can be very honest with. Tim Elmore, uh, an author of Generation IY book, he has a statement that I absolutely love. He says, you want to build a relationship so strong that it can bear the weight of truth. And I truly believe that coaches who can gain that relationship and gain that access, once again, to their minds and hearts, 
to be truly honest and, and say, and the players will honest will know that they're not doing this to, they're not staying. And sometimes, honestly, you got to be harsh sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's a difficult pill for these players to swallow. However, if they know that the coach loves them, if they know that the coach really is looking out for their best interest, it's, they're going to see it as an opportunity to grow that the coach doesn't hate me, but is trying to make me better. And I want to completely agree with what you just said. Okay, Tim Elmore, I, I read some things with him. What you gave me, my friend, was a great tweet right there. Give us that statement by him once again. This was yes. so profound, listeners. Get this, please. I love it. Once again, you want to build a relationship so strong that that it can build – I just butchered it. Here we go. You want to build a relationship so strong that it can bear the weight of truth. Oh, oh. Wow. I love that. Absolutely love that. Justin, when uh, – Wow, I'm, I'm like I can't even write that one down. So, oh boy, that is so powerful. And I'm I, as I'm, I, I watched uh, my Bad Boys movie last night for about the 25th time. Uh, I'm waiting for me to, you know, I did three and a half hours of interviews for one minute of speaking three times, and uh, and I'm I'm waiting <laughs> for something. But the thing that I got me about coaching the Bad Boys was the truth that they were able to deliver to each other. That was so powerful, and we don't really find that with players that much anymore, do we? You, that is a great point. I was listening to a professional baseball uh, baseball player last week, and I was we were talking about the mental game. And he's a growth mindset baseball player, athlete, been playing for years, and and he told me, I said, "What's been some of the best advice you've received?" And the advice came from a teammate of his. Really interesting. There was a teammate who told me, taught me a technique on, on how to relax. He told me to take a deep breath. He was a, pit, he was a pitcher before I pitched the ball. And it came from a teammate of his. The week before, I was, I was sitting down with, a, with a, a young tennis player. And this young tennis player said that one thing that struck him that really helped him was an older teammate who taught him the importance of a routine. And, and that just really stuck with him. And I think that is so important for for that peer-to-peer coach, and I think that's so impactful. I'll never forget when I was a high school student, um, I'll never forget I was on the varsity team as a sophomore just practicing with them. I didn't play on the varsity team. I was just practicing with them. But I remember throwing a ball away to first base, and our star third baseman looked at me and goes, come on, Sue, we'll pick it up. And I'll never forget, I was kind of shy, I was kind of nervous, and for the senior to, to kind of call me out, come on, Justin, pick it up. It didn't come from a coach. It didn't come from my dad. It came from a peer, another player who I looked up to. And I'll never forget that moment. And for some reason, that took me to the next level. I wanted to be great. I wanted to take my next level because I had someone who I admired on the team coach me up or encourage me or kind of try to take me to the next level. And I think so many times we live in a culture where the players sometimes are looking out for themselves so much that they forget to encourage or hold their teammates accountable. And that's something that great players do. They're able to hold each other accountable and they're vocal. And they, and, and some who aren't vocal, they show by example. But, yeah, that's a huge part of a, a great team. Hey, Justin, one of the things that I think are so difficult now with our quote-unquote millennials, uh, the high school, college, and early professional age players, is they're so difficult to coach because their parents, their son, their daughter has never made a mistake yet, uh, you know, 
And therefore, a lot of our coaches, I think, are, I want to use the word, scared, apprehensive Mm -hmm. to coach. How would you recommend that they coach this age group, which is a tough one? Maybe the toughest ever. (laughs) A great topic. Because this generation, once again, uh, going to, and the reason Kenner Work Work is, is fresh in my mind is because this is the latest, uh, one of the latest books I've read. Um, but it is an issue. It is something that is brought up. My time with the military sat in a room full of uh, platoon sergeants who are leading this younger generation. I'll never forget one platoon sergeant who said, there's something up with this young generation. If, if you tell a young, uh, young soldier to get down and give me 20, They'll look at you and say, "Why?" Back yeah. in my, and then they'd say, "Back in my day, if my, if a leader told me to get down and give me twenty, you just get down with no questions asked." Uh, talking to professional baseball coaches who were thinking, "Wow, why? How, how are? How is it these these young athletes who are coming up? They're questioning us and they're they're talking back to us, and it's definitely something that is, it's 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 prevalent. You see it through the military. You see it with, with all different sports." And this young generation that's coming up, because of technology, they, they want things fast. They, there's something called Vine videos now, which are only seven seconds long. I remember sitting with an athlete. I said, okay, we're going to watch a video, that, a video that lasts one minute. And he rolled his eyes. He goes, that long? And I said, it's a minute, 60 seconds. And he was complaining about how long it takes. And sometimes these athletes take that instant, that wanting the results right now, and they take it to sports. They want to be – the starter now. They want results now. Sometimes they were overscheduled. These, these young, these young athletes are overprotected, and so yes, many coaches are are pulling their hair out and scratching their heads, thinking, "How do I connect with this younger generation?" Now, one of the things that's one of the things that I love working with coaches. I had the wonderful privilege of uh, one time uh, being the head of mental conditioning at a place called the IMG Academy and working with thousands, literally thousands of student athletes around the world as, as they come. And one of the things that we encourage the coaches to do is to connect with them with an acronym called EPIC, E-P-I-C. And, again, this is from Tim Elmore. And the E stands for so, – so that we use this acronym to talk about effective teaching. How can coaches be better teachers? How do you meet these athletes where they are? And I think great coaches – are great teachers. And with this younger generation, what Tim Elmore has noticed is that there are four, really four things that you can do to really connect with them. Epic. E stands for experiential. This younger generation, they want experiences. They want to experience these teaching moments. And so that could be a a matter of going over, reviewing the past game and talking about a certain experience. It could be sharing your experience of when you used to play, or it can be having them tell you their experience. And so they love experiences. The P stands for participatory. These young athletes, this younger generation, they want to participate in the learning, in the learning process. They don't want the, the stage on the stage. They want the guide on the side. They want people who can ask them questions. And I think I've seen firsthand great coaches who ask questions. Well, now, why did you do that? Now, have you, did you think about doing this? Why would this be good? And kind of helping the athletes walk, weave through and, and understand and, and participate in the growing process. Uh, what helps you perform at the best? What are certain things that, that get in your way in questions like that? I stand for image rich. This is a generation of Instagram, Snapchat, or Snapchat, Snapchat 
uh, Twitter, Facebook is, is kind of uh, phasing out for this younger generation. All the parents and the coaches are moving on to Facebook, and the young generations are like, okay, we're leaving Facebook. But they're about images. And coaches who can paint images in their mind, who can say, hey, I want you to shoot a ball like this, and you paint an image. When you hold the bat, I want you to pretend you're holding the bat as if it's a wiffle ball. When you get down, I want you to imagine as if you're sitting on a stool. When you stick your arms out, I want you to imagine that you're, you're balancing, um, that you, you're, you're extending as wide as you can, one in balancing place on your hand, for, or having to, holding, trying to hold a, a, a beam across your shoulders. I'm just making up an example. Yeah, but yeah. they want these images. They, they do very well with images. And C, we already talked about it, C stands for connection. They want to connect. They, they want to connect with their coach. They want to connect with their teammates. And a coach who can provide that in the teaching moment is a coach who's going to get the most bang for their buck with this younger generation. I love that. Uh, give us that. That's another, you know, the epic. Give, me, give us the, uh, the E-P-I-C. Give us what they stand for, the, the quick word e, once again. Yep. E, e stands for experiential. Right. E stands for participatory. Right. I stands for image-rich. C stands for connection. Love it. Absolutely love that. Uh, I've n- I haven't heard that put that way, but I'm visualizing it as you're saying, and I'm 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 connecting it to players and teams that I coach, and I I love that. Uh, the other situation that I know I saw it lately, uh, my last several years when I was coaching in the NBA, obviously working with college players now, uh, big problem is what I call, and I don't mean this from a medical condition, but I call it ADHD culturally, environmentally, not medically. Uh, How do we coach these kids because of all those things that you said are out there in our culture and environment? These kids now, they live by vines. They live by everything. How do you recommend as a coach, as a parent, that we handle this situation? One of the first things that I've seen the coaches and in working with professional baseball teams uh, primarily, uh, one team, I've seen the coaches understanding this. The the way baseball is a lot slower than basketball, obviously, a lot slower than football. And so a lot of times with this younger generation, the drills need to move quickly because, as you said, this young athlete, they lose their attention very quick. And so what great coaches, I, I believe, have done, and this backs, the research backs this up, and great coaches will go into a drill and they'll explain to the athletes, this is why we're doing this. This is the purpose of this drill. This is where you will see it. And this is what I want you to really focus on. And then you'll do the drill, and then boom, move to the next one. The, the, what these young athletes like, their brains like, is constant switching, constant changing, movement, 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 moving as much as they can. Uh, to get the most uh, benefit from it. Now, at the same time, at the, at the same time, something that needs to be constantly uh, brought to the forefront is that importance of focus, is that importance of, of being disciplined mentally. And so I'm working with an athlete um, who's a professional athlete, and, and his thing is focus. He can't focus as, as well as he can. And so what we did is we identified, wrote on the board, high, medium, low and I said okay in any in the game whatever game whether it be basketball it could be football it could be baseball there are moments where you need a high level focus 
moments where you need a medium and moments where you need low. And high level focus, these are moments where you have got to be all in. And we, did, we decide when they are. If you're a baseball player, it's that moment where you're stepping in the box and the pitcher's about to throw. If you're a basketball player, it's the moment where you're about, you, maybe you have the ball and you're driving down a lane and it's, it's where it's very high focus. Okay. Medium focus, those are moments where maybe not as high as focus. Maybe, maybe you're on the bench and, and you're watching. You're watching the, the game. You're learning. You're learning. You're just taking things out. That's medium focus. Not as high as if you have the ball and you're in the game, but it's still a level of focus. And then there's low focus, which is that's before before tip off, that's before. And I'm not saying no focus. I'm saying there's a lot, there's a different level. Now, what I see a lot of problems with a lot of these athletes, who athletes who should have high level of focus, in a moment they should have high level of focus. They go in with a medium or low level of focus, and so the moment you're not as focused as you need to be, mentally prepared as you need to be for that moment. You allow for other distractions, negative thoughts, a number of different things to creep in, and it hinders your performance. Then I see some athletes who are different. Different. They want to be focused, high focus all the time. And so they're extremely focused. They want to be intensely focused an hour before the game, intense focus, while they're on the bench, intense focus during halftime. And by the time it comes near the end of the game, they're drained. They're exhausted because you can't maintain that level of focus. And so coaches, I think what they can do is they can help their athletes understand, okay, this is telling these athletes where to put their minds and where to put their energy at the right time. And parents as well can may really help these athletes by saying, just bring it to awareness. Hey, this is going to take a long time. This is where they need to put their focus during practice, where they need to put their focus during training. I think the coaches and the parents who can best help the athletes is a lot of times the athletes don't feel that parents and coaches understand. You don't understand. You don't know what it's like for me. But to help these, these athletes who sometimes lose focus and are wishy-washy, for parents to say, hey, I get it. It might be tough to focus. I get it. You have school. You have finals. I get it. You might, not, you might feel that you're not getting the playing time that you need. The moment you address what they're thinking and their feelings, that's where you have the chance for them to open their heart and their mind and say, okay, oh, he does understand, or mom does understand, and then the, the opportunity to, to answer. And so I kind of went all over the place with that answer. No, and so no, no. Uh, I'm sure there's something in there that somebody that your audience could, your listeners can grab on. Hey, Justin, what, what are uh, in you know your travels with all the constituencies that you work with, what are the uh, as a generalizations, what are some of the biggest areas of problems that you need to correct? Uh, let's take it first yep. uh, at the professional level. Uh, yep. you know, Great. The, the, yeah. Great. At the professional level, performing at a high level under pressure. Ooh. That right there is being able to quiet the mind and to quiet the heart rate when the pressure is on the line. A phrase that I absolutely love is that elite athletes, they don't, they don't rise to the occasion. They sink to the level of their training. And so with elite performers, they are so good, and they, and they work on it. And when I come in, it's just, can you help us with this, quieting our minds and slowing our heart rate, rates so we can just keep the game slow. That right there is with the, with the elite performers. That's huge. That's another tweet, my friends. 
sinking, yeah. elite athletes sink to the level of tra their training. Wow, that yes. is profound. That, yes. that is right on the moment there. How about with, like, the kids at IMG Academy, uh, kids that have a high desire to be excellent, to have excellence yeah. in their life, parents are paying a fortune. Uh, you know, what a, what a, at, at that age level. Now, you have them down there when you when you were there from, I know, like, elementary school all the way up through high school, correct? You hit it. Absolutely right. And even they had post-grad athletes as well, just graduated high school. Um, that one is very easy to say. I would say, so the overarching word would be discipline. That it's, it's discipline. Oh. Discipline of their mind, of their thoughts, and discipline of their actions. But to give a more tactical, talking about the X's and O's, routines. Helping athletes develop a performance, a performance routine. New, effective high performance habits, so to speak. That's what I like to call them, high performance habits. What happens to a lot of young athletes, the elite athletes do this very well. They're very regimented. They have their routines. They know what's worked, and they're very good at having these high-performance habits, and they've done it over time. They're disciplined. Now, these young athletes, they want to be like these stars, and so they go to try a certain technique, and then it doesn't work, and so they try, okay, now I want to be like LeBron. That doesn't work. Okay, let me try to be like Steph Curry. That doesn't work. Let me try. And they just keep going, talking about what you, you, as you referred to, that ADD or lack of focus, and they go from one thing to another because they're not getting the results. And so to, to stop these young athletes and say, hey, let's develop some high-performance habits and have the discipline to stay with them regardless of the results. And I've heard a number of people on your podcast refer to talk about the process. I'm a huge process guy myself. Yes, identify where we want to go, but focus on – the re focus on the process and these habits that will get you there. A lot of um, people always ask me, Justin, how do you know, how do you measure what you do? How are you, are you an effective mental skills coach? And that's always a very difficult question to ask because unlike, unlike a strength and conditioning coach or a nutrition coach, I, you can't measure how much muscle someone gains or, or, or how much they lose or how much weight they can put up. But I, I believe, the way I say it, is you can tell some my, of my effectiveness of working with a coach or a coach's effectiveness working with players by their habits. By the time a team or a person is done working with me, hopefully they have started the process of developing new habits, whether it be the habit on how to think better, how to respond to adversity better, what to do when the pressure hits, the athletes who work after teaching the coaches, now the coaches should be able to teach the players, when you're playing under pressure, do this. And so now they have very strategic things. And so while I was at the academy and still as I continue to work with young athletes, it's helping them teach, teaching them new habits, routines to, to develop that discipline. Ooh, this is powerful stuff, man. Where do I hire you? How do I get, how do I get to work with you? This is incredible. <laughs> Gordon was right for a change. I like that. The energy bus. He was right. The energy uh, bus. John jumped on the energy bus. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, I know there's a, a a ton of our listeners out there that are saying, "I love what you're saying. Uh, I want to learn more." Uh, a. How do they get in contact with you? Yeah, the easiest way right now. You can have that direct access, uh, Justin at justinsua.com. So that's my email. Uh, as, as I go, anyone who wants to 
reach out to me about speaking or training or if you just have a question, I love to, I love to help. I just love to help and uh, love to do that. Now, for those of you who are coaches or parents out there and listening, I've created a, a, a video called the 10, Top 10 Tips on How to Help Parents Bring Out the Best in Their Child, some 10 mental skills tips that parents can do right now. It's a free video that they can go and download, and you'll go to that by, by entering uh, parents.justinsua.com. And there's that video. You can have just enter your email, and it'll go right to you. you can, you'll be able to download it immediately, and I hope you enjoy that. But um, I, I'm on Twitter, easy to find there, at Justin Sua, just my name, J-U-S-T-I-N-S-U-A, and uh, the website, justinsua.com. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing from anyone who would like more information. Yeah. No, hey, please, uh, you know, reach out. Uh, and uh, Justin, I think this was some of the best stuff we've ever heard on here in Coaching You. We, and uh, thank God the people that we have as our guests are the best in the world at what they do. And I'm just a guy that gets to sit and talk to you. Wow. Oh, really? Was, I, I got goosebumps, brother. This was incredible. <laughs> hey, thank, thank you, you so much. I know uh, everyone enjoyed this, and uh, I look forward to our next conversation. Great. Thank you so much, Ben. The pleasure is mine. 